actress Katherine Heigl, a passionate animal advocate who has saved over 16,000 dogs, says she's been seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. She believes there's a link between canine health and diet. After extensive research, she developed Superfood Complete, a dog food pack with over 30 wholesome ingredients, including superfoods beneficial for your furry friend. Superfood Complete isn't just about deliciousness, though dogs love the taste. It's about supporting overall well-being. In addition to providing a healthy option for your pet, Badlands Ranch, the maker of Superfood Complete, also supports the Jason DeBus Heigl Foundation, which helps rescue countless dogs and find them loving homes. Dogs across America are trying this food and loving it. Go to BadlandsRanch.com MC901 and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to BadlandsRanch.com MC901 today. If you're a dispatcher with anything over a few years' experience, chances are you've had your hand in just about everything you can think of. You've answered the phone when someone woke up and found their child not breathing. The phone has rang likely multiple times where someone is on the other end of the line saying they just witnessed a bad car wreck and they don't believe the people inside the car are still alive. And of course, you've had the calls, like the people wanting their hamburger remade because it didn't have enough pickles or the mustard tasted wrong. But just when you think you have heard it all, when you think you've dealt with every situation possible, something always seems to manage to unexpectedly wiggle its way into that tightly packed box of all the thousands of things you have handled over the years and it will just leave your jaw on the floor or your neck broke from shaking your head in disbelief. We believe we've had it all, and then stuff comes along like what happens in the episode today. With all that being said, I think it's time to get rolling on all this. Welcome back to another episode of Music City 911. What is the location of your emergency? 4748 France Court, apartment 3. 4748, what's the street name? France, F-R-A-N-T-D. And the apartment number? 3. Is this a police or medical? My boyfriend is dead. Okay, send the line for the fire department. Do not hang up.
Rich. Go to location, Mercy. Desk 32. No, please don't leave. 4748 France Lane, apartment 3. France Court. France Court. Yes. Okay, is this near Mackenzie Drive? I don't know where that is. Okay, fine, okay. It's Hillwood Park Apartments. Okay, 4748 France, correct? Correct. All right, great. Now tell me exactly what happened there. Uh, my boyfriend and I were playing last night, and mm -hmm. I put him in his case when we were playing. And okay. Like kind of hide-and-seek kind of thing. So I fell asleep, and I woke up, and he was dead in the suitcase. So I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Right, okay, what's your apartment number? Three. Um, apartment three? Yes, like he has like blood coming out of his mouth, and I don't know if like he had like an aneurysm or nothing. Right, okay, all right, okay. Listen, we're getting help on 13. All right, okay. Okay, I. I now? Okay, 40, yeah, man, listen, we're on our way out there. You're at 407 716 Okay, is he hanging from somewhere or what, ma'am? No, I pulled him out of the suitcase. I tried giving him CPR. Okay. So he's, uh, he was in a suitcase? Yes, and I fell asleep. Okay. How old is the How old 42. is the boyfriend, ma'am? 42. 42-year-old male. All right. Okay. We're, we're, sending, we're sending help out there. Sharon, stop standing away out there. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry? Yeah. Okay. All right. Listen to me. Okay. That, uh, that you just need to confirm this. All right. I, I understand. I just need to confirm this. Is he, is he awake at all? Is he conscious at all? No. Purple. Is he, right, is he breathing? No. All right. I need you to get I need you to get him on the floor flat on his back for I me, did. okay? I did, I did. I tried giving him CPR. All right. I tried giving him CPR. Yeah, okay. Well, 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 but well, nothing happened. He's purple. Right. Okay, listen to me. There's a defibrillator, but I need you to get it for me, okay? What is it? Do you have an AED, you have an AED available? No. All right. Do you write by him now? I'm sorry? You, are you right by him now? Yes. Okay, okay, lay him flat on his Okay, ma'am, 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 listen. Uh, so, listen, is he cold and stiff? Yes. Okay. Well, he's okay. not necessarily cold, but he's stiff. And right, he's okay. All right, listen to me. I, listen, listen to me. I want you to lay him flat on his back for me on I the did. floor. I did. Removing the pillows, okay. Yes, I did. All right, okay. With, he's stiff and purple. Right, okay, listen. Okay, ma'am, that's fine. We're, we're still going to do compressions on him, okay? All right? Place the heel of your hand on his breastbone, right in the center of the chest, right between the nipples. Yes. Put your other hand on top of that hand. Baby, I'm telling you. Just by okay. looking at him, you can tell. Okay. Ah! Please! Okay, he just gurgled. Okay, okay. L listen to me. All right, I want to play. I want you to place the heel of your hand, uh -huh. okay, right between, right between his chest, right between his breastbones. Yes. Put your, other hand, put your other hand on top of that hand. Yes, we, want, we want to pump his chest to me hard and fast. Going to do this twice per second. I'm doing it again. Okay, no, no, just keep on pumping. That's all you need to do for me. Keep on pumping his chest for me. That's, I don't need you to stop and talk okay. or anything. I just want okay. you to count out loud for me, okay? This is... This is okay, ma'am, just keep on pumping his chest. That's all you need to do for me, okay? Yes. Come on, please. Hurry up. Okay, ma'am, ma'am, they're driving here as fast as they can. Okay, don't stop to say hurry up. Just keep on pumping and counting. I'm, I'm still doing it while I'm pumping you, okay? Okay. 
still doing it. All right, just keep, just continue pumping. Just count on that second count with you. One, two, three, four, just so much to think about with this one if you're on the discussion group on facebook with me you might have seen an article i posted about secrets and 911 dispatcher won't tell you one of those secrets is that we're good lie detectors that's spot on we've heard stuff a lot of it 
people just observing something from an outsider's point of view, some that are actually involved directly with the situation, some of those are victims, some are the suspect. We can generally tell when someone's not telling us everything or if they're just straight up lying to us. But something like this doesn't need a dispatcher or police officer to act like a lie detector machine. If you are, well, I guess we can say any age at all. Chances are you've either played hide and seek or at the very least know how it's played. And all those times as a kid, I played hide and seek. I can't recall a single time having the upfront knowledge of where the other person playing was hiding. Seems like it's almost counterintuitive to the very title of the game. And with that in mind, I know without a doubt that I have never helped someone into a hiding spot. Let's just say for conversation's sake, I don't know, a suitcase. Then went somewhere, counted to a hundred, then yelled out, ready or not, here I come. But in the midst of all that, I went to a bedroom, laid down, went to sleep, and forgot about the person in the suitcase. Of course, that's just me, though. I may be in the minority about that. Or, just maybe, the entire concept of hide-and-seek has changed since I was a kid. But on a more serious note, and just going only from the info from the call, immediately I hear something as far-fetched as this, and all the flashing warning lights start going off in my head. I don't believe at any point during this call did I believe what she was saying. It sounded like a made-up story trying to cover from the start. I don't know what level, but I don't believe at all that that was 100% entirely the truth. Not to mention that, although she did sound excited, she didn't sound at all emotional. I believe a normal person who finds their boyfriend dead, they will have a much more concerned or even sad sound to their voice. I've talked with multiple people like this on calls, and their emotion can be varied, but they always have something else past what this caller was displaying. Like I said, she was definitely excited, but as the call went on, she seemed like she just wanted to have this whole thing over with rather than actually helping her boyfriend. The dispatchers here did what they could. I'll say that's, on something like this, sort of a tough call. Generally, when you have someone call in and say someone is dead and they're cold and stiff, they're too far gone. That's unfortunate, but there's just no bringing back someone like that. The caller mentioned that he was stiff, but not cold. She said he was purple. I'm guessing because he was in a cramped position inside of a suitcase all night that the combination of being in the suitcase and being so close that may have retained some of his body heat. The caller also shrieked when she said he gurgled. That can also happen when someone has recently passed, especially if she had somehow managed to free him from the suitcase, pull or dump him onto the floor, then somehow straighten him out when he was likely in a fetal position inside the suitcase for literally hours. Back to the dispatchers. One of the criteria to make it what would be considered an obvious death, it wasn't met, at least while over the phone. Yes, he was stiff, but like I said before, not cold. That could still be a workable arrest, so at that point, CPR was started. 
the speed of the compressions were a bit slow. She could have doubled that speech that she was doing. As you could hear at the end, though, paramedics made it inside the apartment and told her that he was too far gone. I did really like how the dispatcher tried to keep her on task. Anytime that she would vary from the compressions and start saying something, he wanted her to keep going on it. And truth be told, just sitting here thinking about calls that are anywhere close to this one, about the only ones I can think of are the ones from people who frequently overdose. And by that, I don't mean a lot of people who overdose once. I mean a single person who has overdosed multiple times. Yes, we get a lot of calls like that. Sometimes multiple times a day from the same person. Fire department or police will go out and administer Narcan, bring these people back to life, and because their high was wrecked, they almost immediately go out and find more drugs to use, not even caring that they almost died. But this wasn't the case here. Before we get into any sort of backstory about this, patrol officers got on the scene soon after paramedics. A big bit of body-worn camera footage was available from the questioning of this caller once they got there. It's too much to play the whole thing on the episode, but I'll go ahead and play some notable bits. For last name, Boone, spell it, D-O-O-N-E. First name, Sarah, S-A-R-A-H. Birth date, 10 10 so you've had a second to kind of collect yourself. Tell it to me again. You guys were playing last night, drinking a bottle of wine. Putting puzzles together, doing artwork. Doing puzzles, artwork. Okay. Had a bottle of wine and then decided to play hide and seek. Mm-hmm. So he what gets, time was that, do you remember? I mean, I know that I was in bed probably by, like, what, 12.30? Okay. Well, so. I went upstairs at least, and I fell asleep. Okay. Forgetting that he was so in you the you guys suitcase. were playing the hide and go seek? Yes. And at some point, you put him in the suitcase? No, he got in the suitcase. So okay. he thought it would be funny to be put in the suitcase. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to joke with you, and I'll dip you up and make him, you know, squirm a little bit, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But then I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. I fell asleep. Where was the suitcase? Right where he it got is. In it, right down there? Yes. You zipped him in there? Yes. Thought he would be funny, a little joke? It was. We both were laughing about it. Okay. And then I fell asleep. Where did you fall asleep at? Upstairs. In your bedroom? Yes. Okay. Totally forgetting that he was in the suitcase still. Okay. And then you came back downstairs. This morning? Or this afternoon, yes, when I got up. What time? 12, 30-ish. I was awake, but I totally forgot that he was in the suitcase. He can tell you there's a lot of things that I slash we have been going Jobs. Yeah, he did tell me. Life, all that good stuff. So... I just totally forgot. So you forgot. began to do CPR on him? Yes. Yes. Um, about and what gurgled, time this morning did you gurgled. start doing that CPR? No, it was the afternoon. It was afternoon it was because the afternoon. I was awake, but then I finally decided to come downstairs at like 1230-ish, whatever it is. And I was like, oh, I forgot he was in the suitcase and he wasn't moving. Nothing was happening. So I unzipped him, unzipped him, unzipped him, took him out and started doing CPR on him. Mm-hmm. He was on his way over here. I called you when he got here. Once he got here, you called him? Yes. Okay. And it, like, air was coming out and he was gurgling, but mm-hmm. I could just tell by looking at him. But you knew how to do CPR, Are you doing that on your own? Yes. Okay. And then right. the person that was on the phone with me also, I counted with him doing it. And he's got no medical, he doesn't take any medication? I don't know. Like, I don't know medical-wise. Like, what, I know he doesn't take any medications whatsoever. Okay. Um, the only thing, like I said, I don't know if alcohol had to do with it, but we had a bottle of wine. Okay. All right. Here's. Now, what we just listened to was actually the second time she ran through that story with that same officer. 
it was pretty much the same as the first time. This time, she actually says that he put himself in the suitcase, and then she zipped him up just to make him squirm a little bit, and that they were both laughing about it. There's more to this, and I'll get back around to that in just a second, but there's another little piece that I wanted to play from the same bit of body-worn camera. This is after the detectives got on the scene. And the suitcase is still in there? Yep, I'll is it normally stored down there? Did you guys travel recently? No, he was going to start picking some of the, what do you call it, donations in there. So that's why I mean, That's why it's out? Yes. Okay. You guys didn't recently travel somewhere or anything like that? After you zipped them up, did you move the bag around the mess with them at all? Or you just zip it up and walk away? We both were laughing about it. But I went upstairs and I fell asleep. Okay. But, the, but what position was he in when you put him, when he went in? Was he sitting on his rear end and his head up and he just kind no. of gets over? Okay, so like this is, this is the suitcase. Uh-huh. Like this was his head and then he was right here and his feet were down. So he was laying on his side? Yes. Yes. And you just closed the flap and zipped it around Yes. Him. Okay. I believe we were playing. Understandably, okay. So that I needed to tell you guys about his family. Like, who do I talk to about that? We're going to do that. We'll, once we, yeah, once we walk through and see, me. yeah, we're, we're going to, I'm just telling you like, yeah, I'm, this is going to be I'm a while. afraid for my life. I want you to know that. I am afraid for my life. His family have never liked me. I'm the blue eyed, white devil is what they call me. So they've never liked me. They've never taken me in. They've never accepted me. I'll put it that way. Have you called any of them? Um, we talked to his daughters yesterday. No, I mean, like, about this. Does no. Anyone know? Okay. That's so no I'm... one's going to know until we will be making that notification. So They're going to kill me. Okay, well... Do they live local? Yes. They're down the road. They're going to kill me. His kids are going to kill me in Philadelphia. They're going to kill me. This was not intentional. Okay. And they're not going to understand that. They're not going to accept it. We're going to do a thorough investigation and we will we will take we will definitely make sure that you don't feel scared when we leave here okay when we leave well he's at school he's with your husband -husband. your husband said that or your ex-husband said he made arrangements for your nine-year-old to be picked up Oh, okay, mom. Probably. Okay. Yeah. okay. All right, we're going to go aside if that's okay. Yes, please, but you guys just keep me posted so I know what's going on. Yes, and don't... All you have to do is get their attention if you if you have a question or you need to talk to us. He's standing right there. She'll be right here. Yeah. Okay, but will you guys tell me, like, so you're telling me, like, you he won't call whoever it is without telling me, right? No. I mean, no. I have all their phone We're not calling. We're not making phone calls. We're actually yeah. going to speak to them in person. Yeah. The biggest thing out of this was really the way she said the suitcase was. She said that he was essentially laying on his side, not sitting upright or anything like that. That bit is a pretty important bit, and we'll get back around to that as well. She mentioned that his family was going to kill her, and she was afraid of what will happen when they find out. At the time, this could be a very legit concern. A loved one's been lost. At this time, under very odd circumstances, there's going to be some grief and likely a whole lot of anger. What I was watching and listening to was, to me anyway, not really believable either. 
the quickness that she shifted from telling the story about what happened and how the suitcase was to her saying his family would kill her made me pause a bit and say to myself that I didn't really believe what she was saying there either. A couple things I said we would circle back around to. Let's get a bit of facts about this. The caller and girlfriend in this, her name is Sarah Boone. Her boyfriend, George Torres, was the one in the suitcase. They've been together for over three years. During that time, they had a lot of problems. Both of them. Employment issues, likely a lot of drinking issues, domestic violence that was not reported, and at least one bit of domestic violence that was reported, which came after they went to a bar and she asked another man for a light for a cigarette. They argued there and then left the bar, continued with their argument afterwards, and it got physical with both of them. Charges of battery and strangulation were filed. During the police interrogation after the death happened, Sarah kept talking about how they were having a good day together. There were no problems. They didn't have a lot to drink. She mentioned that he gets wild when they drink too much, and she kept saying over and over again that she couldn't drink too much, as if she made it some sort of a rule that she wouldn't allow herself to drink too much. That didn't seem the case for a couple reasons. The first, to me anyway, might be more obvious than others. I don't normally sleep a ton. I would say on a given night I might get anywhere from four to six hours worth of sleep, and that's fine for me. Others might get closer to the standard six to eight hours worth of sleep. She said she went upstairs after having only split that bottle of wine with him, and that was somewhere around 12.30 at night. She said she woke up around 11 a.m. and then stayed in bed till around 12.30. So she was asleep, or so she says, for a minimum of about 10 and a half hours, but could have been up to 12 hours. That's a lot of sleep. I know that's not completely impossible for some people, but it's just not common to me at all. Unless you had some sort of alcohol to drink, of course. Sometimes you've had too much and it takes you a while to sleep it all off. The second part of it, she certainly didn't sound like she only had a couple drinks. She sounded pretty well drunk from what I could hear. And you might be thinking, what do you mean from what I could hear? During all this with him, the whole time being in the suitcase, during that, she took videos. I'll play one of them. And I believe you'll hear pretty plainly that she not only sounds really drunk, but also not as playful and nice as she made herself out to be. Sarah. For everything you've done to me. Sarah. For everything you've done to me. Sarah. Fuck you. Sarah. <laughs> Fuck you. Sarah. <laughs> Stupid. Sarah. That's my name. Don't wear it up. Sarah. I can't fucking breathe, babe. Seriously. Yeah, that's when you do when you choke me. Sarah. 
<laughs> Tara, I can't breathe, babe. That's on you. Tara, I can't breathe. <laughs> it's on you. Tara. Reel around some. Might want to get a video for it extra. Because <laughs> I got this. Tara. Reel around Tara. some. I can't, I can't breathe, babe. Oh. That's what Sarah. I feel like when you chewing on me. Sarah. I Fuck can't you. I can breathe, Sarah. Yeah. You should probably shut the fuck up. Sarah. There were two videos out. That was one of them. The other didn't have much in the way of audio aside from him saying her name and she just sort of laughing under her breath. But in one video, the suitcase is laying like you would normally have a suitcase with a flap end facing up. The video we just listened to, the suitcase is moved and looks like it's flipped over. It doesn't look like you could be compressed inside the suitcase and somehow move yourself several feet away and flip it completely over. I would almost think that she would have had to have moved it and flipped it over with him in it. What's even more disturbing past what was said just there, you can see him moving inside the suitcase. Sarah, after this, when confronted with the videos, says she doesn't remember taking the videos, which again leads me to believe she drank a lot more than what she said. Sarah Boone has since been charged with second-degree murder. She's been held without bond and was originally supposed to have a trial that started last month, but it's been moved back to next month, January of 2023. This is a trial that I'm sure we're going to want to follow very closely. I'm willing to bet there's going to be a whole lot more info released past what I discussed here. The next call I'll play is similar in some ways as the first one, but also vastly different. This call was released just a few days ago. 911, where's your emergency? Yes! Uh, I live in one day route 749, and I was at work, and I've been trying to get a hold of my fiance. I just got home, and he was in the connect box where we keep stuff for storage, and he's laid on the floor, and there's blood everywhere. Okay, listen to me, ma'am. What is your address again, please? Day route. 749. Okay, and what is your first and last name? What's your last name? Okay, what's the phone number you're calling from? Please Listen. hurry. Tell me exactly what happened. I don't know. I got, he wasn't answering his phone. His boss called me, and we were worried, so I left work, and he, he's laying on the floor. There's shit all over the floor, all of our tools, everything. Is he, Please. did he pass out, or was he a, I don't know if he passed out. I think he did. But there's blood everywhere. Please, please don't hurry. Well, I think he's dead. <laughs> he's not responding to me. Okay, listen to me, okay? How old is he? He's he's 43. He'll be 44. Different. Okay. All right, listen. Oh. Deep breath for me, okay? Okay. Is he awake? No, he's a, he's, 
you to help me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please, please help. Please, please help. The paramedics have already been dispatched, okay? So you and I talking. There's blood everywhere. There's blood everywhere. Where's the blood coming from? I don't know. body? Yeah, there's blood everywhere. Oh, my God. Huh? Where was he bleeding from? I don't know. I can't tell. There's blood everywhere. There's blood everywhere. Huh? There's blood every everywhere. Please hurry. Listen to me. Yes. I need, yes. To, I need you to take a deep breath for me, okay? I'm trying. All right. I'm really. I'm trying. I'm trying. Is, is, if there's a defibrillator available, send someone to get it now and tell me when you have it. I'm sorry. Do you have an AED? No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> please, 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 hurry. Listen to me. Listen okay? I've already okay. Okay, okay. Oh, there's stuff everywhere. There's blood everywhere. There's blood everywhere. There's blood everywhere. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, please, hurry. Please, please, please hurry. Oh, oh my God. Babe. Deep breath for me. Listen. Okay. I can't even. We're going to try to help you. Listen carefully. Are you right by him now? Yeah, I'm in here. I'm trying to move all this stuff away. There's blood everywhere. Okay. Him, lay him flat on his back on the ground. And remove anything under his head. I'm trying. There's blood everywhere. Baby. 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 Oh, my God. There's red. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't see. There's no lights in here. Where is he at? He's in our comic back where we keep all of our tools and stuff. Is like I pulled off. Yeah, it's our tool chest. It's our tool shed. It's behind the house? Yeah, you'll see it when you pull in. Okay. I, I pulled out of the garage door was open. Okay. And Listen I'm like, that's odd. Listen to me. Open that door so you can get some light in there and you can see what's going on. The door is open. Okay. The door is Okay. Are you able to get him flat on his back? Ow. There's blood everywhere, though. I, I, like his wrist. I understand. Get him flat on his back. Lay him on the ground. I'm trying, but he's slippery because there's blood. Oh, he's, he's a big guy. Okay. Oh, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm getting blood everywhere. Do you see any weapons or anything on the ground? Huh? Do you see any weapons on the ground anywhere? No, I don't. Just tools. Just tools? Yeah, just tools. It's just tools. Please. Okay. We got help coming. Okay. In the meantime, we need to get him help, all right? But, so I need you what? To... I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. We have help coming, but in the meantime, I need you to help me by helping him. Are you able to get him on his back? I'm trying to get him on his back. Okay. I'm trying. Babe, he's not breathing. Okay, we're going to get CPR then, okay? Get him on his back. I'm going to have to put you on. 
Speaker. That's fine. Okay. I don't know how to do CPR. I'm sorry? I don't know how to do CPR. I'm going to help you, okay? Okay. Is he flat on his back? Yeah, he almost fell on his back. All right, listen carefully. Listen carefully. Let's do chest compressions. Make sure he's flat on his back on the ground. He is. Okay, place the heel of your hand on the breastbone in the center of the chest right between the nipples. Okay. Put your other hand on top of that hand. Okay. Pump the chest hard and fast at least twice per second, 12 inches deep. I'm sorry, 2 inches deep. Okay, let the chest come all the way up between pumps. We're going to do this 600 times until help can take over. All right. Go. I did that. I'm sorry? I did it. I did check. 600 times. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Just like that. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. EMS should be on scene. Do you see EMS anywhere? One, two, three, four. What? See the squad anywhere? Any what? The squad should be on scene. Do you see them? I'm sorry. EMS should be on scene. Do you see the squad? No. Yeah. As I said. This one was just released. The victim, 43-year-old Michael Kenneth Eva, was found by his fiance, the one you heard there on the call. Info has been released that she went to work, and while there, Michael, or as most people called him, Kenny, never showed up for work. His boss ended up calling the fiance, telling her that he didn't show up. She went home there in Pierce Township, Ohio, and found him inside of a Connex-style shipping container they had in their yard. They had the container to store various items. Police got to the scene, and it was just as the caller described. Blood everywhere. Kenny was found with multiple stab and lacerations to his body. Police have said that this appears to be a targeted murder and was not some random act of violence. They do not suspect the fiancé has anything to do with this at all. Kenny's family all believe that he didn't have any enemies and are all shocked at what happened. No arrest has been made and being this just happened a few days ago, the investigation is still ongoing, but police are confident they will make an arrest and do it soon. For something like this, I certainly hope so. I wish there was more info available for this one, but there's just not yet. We'll have to keep your eyes out for anything new that pops up from this one. Before I go today, much like in other episodes, I've got another recommendation for you. This one called Buried Motives, a show hosted by Christy and Melissa. It's an in-depth show about some pretty notorious killers. Well worth a listen. Here's a trailer. Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. 
Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100% because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. And finally, before I go, of course, share the show with anybody else that you think might want to listen. Follow on all social media. I'm also still enjoying the five-star ratings and reviews, so let's keep those going, too. If you'd like some bonus content, head over to patreon.com slash musiccity911 for that and some ad-free episodes. The bonus content I'm putting out this week will be a recording of the entire live show down in Atlanta from this past weekend. I got to meet a few of you there in person, and I'm glad we could have a good chat about some stuff. And you'll know who I'm talking about. Yes, I am still looking for that call. Be sure to pop in over there and have a listen. Until next time, for Music City 901, I'm Brandon, and y'all have a good one.